The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yes, barely here today, (laughs) driving through the snow. Welcome, moms. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We do focus on your amazing value, because sometimes the rest of the world forgets to appreciate moms and all they do. Okay, it's about time. We don't do this very often, but today we're going to focus on parents with adult children and how to navigate parenting from that perspective. Today's show will also be super useful to those adult children if you happen to be an adult who struggles in your relationship with your older parents. Author Mary DeMuth, I forgot to ask her how to to pronounce that. We'll do that after the break. Mary DeMuth, the author of Love, Pray, Listen, Parenting Your Wayward Adult Kids with Joy. She's here to give us some tips on how to continue to guide our adult children even when we disagree with them. Plus, we've got a special drawing today for a few book winners from our Facebook Live with the Minimal Mom on Tuesday, Valentine's Day. That's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison, on the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. Do you know someone feeling scared as they face an unintended pregnancy? For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice, letting them know they're not alone. We offer advocacy, resources, and mentoring to bring them beyond their fearful situation to a hopeful path forward. Your generous support of Alternatives helps change lives with a one-time donation or monthly sponsorship, providing counseling, medical care, and education. Give today at youhavealternatives.org. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back, you guys. Some people might be confused because I said I had a hard time getting here in the snow. But remember, I live in at 9,000 feet. I live up in the mountains in Colorado. And yeah, and I grew up in Minnesota, but I'm still a big chicken about driving in the snow. So I'm that... <laughs> I'm that little old lady looking person who's going like 38 when everybody else is going, you know, 55, 60. Uh, there I am. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to every mom, dad, child, pet who is listening today. I sure hope this uh, show today is a blessing to you. I think it can apply to a lot of folks. Uh, a quick welcome to our friends from across the country. Learned that we've got a new station in South Carolina. 
and also Montana. So welcome, you guys. Also Salem, Oregon, Oklahoma, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Idaho, also in Texas, and uh, right here in Denver. Also, welcome to our podcast listeners. We're so glad you listen by podcast. Please, when you do listen to us, share the podcast so other moms can know about us and be encouraged and helped and equipped in their mom job. We are everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Um, I've got something special to do right now. We did a really cool thing. We're trying to do more stuff on social media, even though social media is the devil sometimes. But um, I, I try to get on and and meet that audience as well. And so we invited our friend, the minimal mom, who helps moms declutter. She's very, very popular and has hundreds of thousands of followers. So we asked her to do a little Facebook Live interview with us about how your stuff is making you sick, literally. The stuff in your home and all the stuff you have and how it overwhelms you and it's begging for your attention and your care and all those things. And so she went through that with us and some solutions on Facebook, our friend Dawn Matson, And then she agreed to give away some of her books, Declutter Your Home in 15 Minutes a Day and also Declutter by Faith. And then I said I'd give away some of my books. Mom, you're amazing. So I am drawing names. we got a ton, lots of people entering to win those books. So I prayed, ladies, before I did this to make sure and ask God that whoever was supposed to win would win. So don't be mad at me if I don't pick the right name in your estimation. All right. Number one, Susan Richardson. She's our first winner of one of the decluttering books. And then, oh, I need to, I need to mix it up a little bit more because I'm picking names in the same little section. Um, Janice Phelps. Another winner, and then I'm going to pick three winners for my book. Thank you, everybody, for your patience. You may not want my book because it doesn't help you declutter, but Susan, or Suzanne, rather, McComb, or McComb. Got a lot of Susans today. Uh, Also, Deborah Renwick Chapman. And finally, our final winner today is... uh, It's another Susan. What is the deal? (laughs) Apparently, I'm only picking Susans. Susan Weens or Wines. Oh, my goodness. You won the book. So, sorry to everybody else, but you can buy the book. You can buy her Don Madsen's books on decluttering or my book, Mom, You're Amazing. We'd love to have you do that. And congrats to all the winners. Sorry for those who did not win. I can't stand that part. All right. Now we do need to get to our wonderful guest. She is, and she tells me, this is how we pronounce it, Mary Demuth. Like Mew, like a kitty. She is an international speaker, a podcaster, and the author of over 40 books, uh, including The Day I Met Jesus. She's got a, a difficult past that she's had to overcome, and she uses that overcoming to equip others. And today she's here to talk to us about her brand new book, Love, Pray, Listen. Parenting your wayward adult kids with joy. So much good stuff in here. I mean, my kids are now pretty much adults. They're, <laughs> it's a little bit questionable sometimes, but 24 and 20. So I'm excited to learn her wisdom today about how we, and this is good for moms right now that have 14 year olds to figure out how you navigate and negotiate once you get to that stage. Welcome Mary Demuth to Channel Mom. Thank you. And um, we can't hear you very well, Mary. So I don't know if you're on speaker or if you're moving around. So try to just stay stationary. Let's see. Now, now, why don't you speak to us? How's it going? Okay, I'm going good. Can you hear me better? Yeah, now? it's way better. Way better. Just okay. stay stationary. You're not allowed to move a muscle. Just stay in okay. that little place. All right. I'm so, <laughs> so, okay. We like to do something I call a show setup soundbite. So I went out in search of 
poorly behaved adults. And I thought of a movie that I would never endorse because it's just inappropriate, completely inappropriate movie. But there are some really funny scenes in it. And I'm talking about Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in Step Brothers. And they are very bad examples of adult children. Here you go. We think it would be very prudent. Can we turn our beds into bunk beds? Yes. Why are you guys so sweaty? All right, we've already figured out how to do this. The beds match up perfectly. And here's the thing. It'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. Please say yes. You don't need permission from us to build bunk beds. You're adults. You can do what you want. So... Now, you both have several interviews tomorrow. I would think you'd be focused on that and not building bunk beds. <laughs> so... We can? No? Yes. Yes, Sweet. you can make fun of I knew it. Okay, you guys are not going to regret this. We're going to get so much more activities done. This is the funnest night ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's funny. They're, they're the adult children that people dread. They're still living at home at age 35 or something. They haven't gotten jobs. They're acting like small children and making bunk beds that crash in the middle of the night. So there you go. There's your so- show set up a soundbite, Mary. Um, <laughs> I, hopefully none of us have children like that. But you know what? I, I, our kids do move back home with us. Maybe they don't behave like that, but our kids do move back home with us. And they don't always do things that we want. And they don't always act like adults. They act like kids. So why don't you tell us your story, the thing that caused you, Mary, to write this book, Love, Pray, Listen, about dealing with our adult children. Yeah, so a few years ago, before I had adult kids, I was in a prayer loop with a mom who joy rose and fell on the decisions of her adult kids, and mostly it fell because her kids were making terrible decisions, and it was really messing with her. And I kind of made a little decision, and I didn't want to have to ride that roller coaster Um, If my kids ended up making those kinds of decisions, I wanted to still find a way to have joy in my life um, and how to weather that. And so then my kids grew up and became adults and started making their own frustrating decisions. And um, I had to kind of realize, okay, I need to work through this because my joy is rising and falling based on their decisions. So the outcropping of that was writing this book. Yeah, you know. Are you? I have a question. Are you allowed to share any of the bad decisions that were frustrating, or at least sort of generally, so that people can know you're a real mom? Was that, would you just have disagreements on relationships, or what was it? There's just some some disagreements about relationships that were my that my kids were choosing that we wouldn't have chosen for them, and that's just a hard thing to do because once they're 18. They get to make those choices, and you can pray, but uh, it's not something that, unless they ask, it's not something you can usually influence. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And here's the thing. I I want you to just take a a minute now to speak to moms who don't have adult children yet, but can make that decision now that the sun won't rise and set on the bad or good decisions of their adult children. How do you set yourself up for that? Because I did the same thing. When my kids went off to college and, and I, and they're very open with me. So I saw them making some bad decisions and I did, you know, have good days or bad days based on what my kids were up to or, or how far away they were from me or, you know, I, I was very attached and, and I did live by that. So what would you say to a mom now who needs to prepare for their kids becoming adults? Well, this maybe seems counterintuitive, but it's actually a spiritual practice of remembering and working on what your identity is. So many moms' identities are tied to their children and how their children turn out. 
And then if they're completely tied to their children, when they leave the nest, they lose their identity because they don't feel like they have a role anymore. But our identity is that we are well-loved, beautifully loved children of God. And that is a secure identity that does not waver or shake depending on other people. Sure, we're going to have grief and we're going to be sad when our kids make decisions, but it's not going to pull the rug out from underneath us. Yeah. You're very good at sound bites. You don't go on and on. I do appreciate that. I don't have to cut you off. Um, We are going to get to three simple ways to intentionally parent your wayward adult child. But first, I want to explain to folks that the way that you wrote this book, it's called Love, Pray, Listen, Parenting Your Wayward Adult Kids with Joy. And she's given a couple of copies away today. If you're interested in winning a copy, just go to info info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. You set it up to go with the love verses in first uh, Corinthians 13. Um, and, and you go one by one, you know, the, the, you know, love is patient, love is kind and things like that. And, and this is the way in which you, you pick out things that you can do to parent your adult children that may be going wayward. And I'm, I'm going to read a quick quote. If you are grabbing at control, seeking to possess the life of, of an adult child, it's a strong indication. You are not walking in faith. You are fretting, more than believing. And I thought, bingo, that is exactly what I do. How do we have more faith than fear? How do we believe when our adult children are going wayward and, and instead choose to have faith? Well, it's a great, it's a great question and it's important um, to tackle. And I really do think this gets back to our own personal journeys of discipleship and our own sanctification journey. She's a super long word. Um, The more we press into Jesus, the more we learn the art of surrender, the more we understand that we don't ultimately have control over their lives, even though we may have thought so when they were under 18, the more we'll understand that our joy is connected to the Lord who supplies it. Now, another thing that might be helpful for your listeners is to remember that in the Garden of Eden, God was the perfect parent. He had put them in a perfect place. And he still had adult, rebellious kids. And so we also can go to the Lord because he understands what it's like to have kids go wayward. And if you take that on a global scale, it's like billions of people because we've all gone astray. So there is this camaraderie that happens between parents and the Lord when they walk through this valley. Yeah. And you get very real in this book and you have a lot of grace, but you talk about parents who disagree with their kids in their relationship choices and, and their sexual choices and uh, even gender and, and um, sexual orientation, all of that. I mean, it causes a lot of tension for Christian parents and there may be some disagreements, but you also point out that these parents, you know, didn't lay down their faith, but they chose the, the, the principles of love instead to approach a child that they disagreed with. So, so, so let's talk about that. What if you are in the midst of a battle with a child that you think is not making godly decisions or decisions that you would agree with? Um, you, you, you reference love is not rude. And you also reference love does, does not demand its own way. How do we approach our kids when we're having a huge disagreement with a life choice? Well, first take a very deep breath <laughs> yeah. and remember what you were like in your twenties. And that may help you offer some grace because I don't even agree with myself in my twenties. So we have to understand that God has them on a process. Yeah. Another thing that has been really helpful to me is the tell it once principle. So if there is some sort of you know disagreement about sexual orientation or gender or whatever it is that is the um, topic to, to, to jour, to jour um, 
say it once, say, just in case they don't know, they probably do, but just in case they don't know, well, this is what we believe. And then that is it. Let it sit. Do not keep bringing it up because they already now know, and you've confirmed because you said it once, what you believe is not necessary for you to hit them over the head over and over again with your belief. The say it once rule. Is that, is that how that goes? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, very, very, very good. Why don't we get to these principles and then we'll move on to some others. You say there are three, maybe you've already touched on some of them, but there are three simple ways to intentionally parent your wayward adult child. And the reason you say wayward is not to say that they're, you know, you know, murdering people, but, (laughs) but that there is some disagreement and you consider them choosing a wrong path, thus the word wayward. So what are three ways that we can intentionally parent our wayward adult child? I think one is to just simply listen, um, to hear their heart and to understand a lot of times we, uh, when we're in a confrontation or a conversation, we want to make sure our opinion is heard, but we don't listen to the other. And I think we can dignify our kids by treating like, treating them like adults and listening to them. And in light of that, another is to listen to their lives and find ways to bless them. So a lot of times I will listen to my kids and I'll hear that they have a need or a want, and I will I will supply that need or that want in a, in a surprising way, not for their birthday, but just a random day. And I'll send them something from Amazon that I kind of figured out that they needed. Um, that's a really tangible way to do, to love them. And then to, to really be praying personally, and this is kind of not directly with them, but get on your knees and ask God to give you a heart for your kids and, and to acknowledge that God loves them more than, than you love them and to entrust them to him because he loves them so much. Yeah. And that is, and that is an exercise I've actually been working on in recent months because I would go to this place sometimes more so with my daughter than my son where I just didn't trust God to take good care of her. So I would be, you know, pleading and crying and saying, keep her safe. Don't leave me about it. You know, and I wasn't trusting him to love her better than I do because he does love her more than I do because he's God. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I see now that your three simple ways to intentionally parent are, are, are from the title of your book that you have to figure out ways to love them from afar. Sometimes you have to pray for them and you have to listen to them and you're also trusting God to, to love them and, and not get in the way. Um, how about this? I love this, this little principle that you put out there. I think a, a lot of moms, especially when they're getting annoyed with their adult children can set up an environment where the kids don't want to come home. Because they think they're going to be nagged or they think it's just going to be they're going to be judged or they kind of almost see their parents as not cool anymore because there are so many disagreements. But you say you can set up a haven like home that adult kids do want to come back to, even if you're in disagreement. Can you explain that? Yeah. And again, I think this gets back to saying it once and not being heavy handed about, you know, what you think. Um, It doesn't mean that you never say the truth because we are called to speak the truth, but to speak it in love. And, you know, that was one thing I really worried about uh, right around the time the book was releasing. Is this working? You know, and and of course, I make 1000 mistakes like all the other moms out there in the world. But one of our kids, just to protect their privacy, one of our kids um, had a crisis in their life and Um, we've had conflict with that kid and yet we were the first people that they called when their life spun sadly out of control. And that to me showed that even though, you know, we have done it imperfectly, we have created that Haven like home. And I think again, it gets back to the title of the book, 
loving them, showing them tangibly that we love them, praying for them even when they don't know about it, and listening well. And and you've got a couple of other good questions. How do we avoid that temptation of meddling in our kids' lives? We just want to send that one little text to give them that advice. We just want to call them up and, and give them a tiny piece of our mind. We just, if they're at home, we want to say, you know, it would work better if you did this. Like, how do we avoid that meddling temptation? I think, again, it goes back to putting yourself in your 20-something-year-old shoes and ask yourself the question, how would I have liked my parents to treat me during that time. And that has really informed me and helped me to pull away sometimes and not say the thing that I want to say because it can be very damaging. Um, but yeah, just saying, what would I, how would I put the golden rule in place? How would I like to have been treated in my 20s? Yeah. And they, and they crave respect as they're trying to be independent mm-hmm. and trying to grow, grow up. Um, how about, how do we keep the communication lines open when we do have a disagreement with our grown children, because I think the temptation is just to shut down or, or, or them to walk out or us to shut the door, whatever it is. How do we keep those communication lines open? We still want to love them when we don't just don't agree with them. I think there's some humility that's necessary there. And it's not that we're always wrong and they're always right, because there's always some wrong on both sides. But you can't apologize for their wrong. You can't apologize for your own So one of the better parenting practices that I, again, have not perfectly done, but I have asked the Lord to search my heart. And when we've been in those kind of conversations that are really hard with our kids, there were times where a couple days later, a couple hours later, I felt like, no, I didn't, that was not, that didn't represent Jesus. And I went back and apologized to them and said, I hope you can forgive me because I was, I let anger rule that conversation and I'm really sorry. Yeah, with about four or five minutes left, what about, you know, we go back to 1 Corinthians 13 and all the things that it says about love. And there, you know, we all know it's <laughs> only God can keep all of these principles. But, but the ones, well, you, you point them all out. But love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable. These are all things we're tempted to do when we're disagreeing with our adult children. We don't approve of their choices. How do we not be rude? How do we not bust out with, with, you know, reprimands or, or curse words or, you know, how, how do we control ourselves and, and be like that first Corinthians 13 version of love when we're, we're really upset and we really think they're screwing up their lives? Well, I think the best thing is to take all that frustration and give it to the Lord in prayer. And when you process it first with him and not with your kids, you have a better attitude and ability to respond to them with grace rather than your frustration. So take all that frustration, which is legitimate, and give it to the Lord first and okay. let him process. And the other thing I would say is to to be continually aware of the Holy Spirit within you and to rely and ask for his strength along the way, especially when you feel like blowing up to say, hey, please set a guard over my mouth. Please help me respond in a way that would represent Jesus. I think having that connection to the spirit within is really helpful. So before you pick up the phone or before you even speak to them, if they're in the same house, I I used to lock myself in my prayer closet to calm down, give it to God and then come back to them. You're saying go to God first with, with how your anger, he can handle it, your frustration, your judgment, you go to God first and then you can speak to them from a better place. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because then you're processing and getting it out. Another way is to process that with a good friend, a safe friend, and have them pray with you, because sometimes just getting it out of yourself 
and having someone else listen will help you calm down enough to be able to see the situation more clearly. Yeah, and get a friend you trust because you don't want to be in a gossip mode where they, they, no. they then they badmouth your child too. Um, I, I have a few good friends who I always find take the, <laughs> take the side of my child and say, well, you know, maybe they're in, and so that's a great exercise because then it kind of helps mm-hmm. you to understand them. Okay, any last words? I do want to remind people that we are giving away Mary Demuth's book love pray listen parenting your wayward adult kids with joy you can uh enter to win at info at channelmom.org info at channelmom.org we love to listen hear from our listeners so please enter just just a last word of encouragement or two for for parents of adult children who are frustrated right now yeah i have a freebie for them they can go to marydemuth.com slash lpl which stands for love pray listen marydemuth.com lpl slash lpl and there are 52 prayers that you can pray for your kids with blanks in them so you can put their names in there um for every week of the year so if you're having a hard time even verbalizing your prayers um these might be helpful to you oh that's wonderful mary good idea it's mary demuth d demuth d-e-m-u-t-h and then it's lpl after that dot com slash lpl yep wonderful yes the dot com thank you mary so much for being on channel mom god bless you for writing this book thank you so much and i really appreciate you oh thank you dear take care all right this is the time in the show where i thank every mother and grandmother and great-grandmother you change the world by being the greatest influencers we talk about influencers on sh- social media moms are huge influencers and you can influence the world to be a better place by the way you raise your children so thank you for dedicating yourself to raising your children well do remember to check us out at channelmom.org we we need your support both in prayer and financially even if you can just give us twenty dollars a month there's a place to donate at channelmom.org. Welcome to the new folks who are listening to us. I've got weird little accents going on today. Welcome to the new folks listening to us from the Minimal Mom because they found us on Facebook. Do follow us on Facebook at Channel Mom and do also check out our podcast and tell your friends about it and share it with your friends. We would love that. All right. And a shout out. Did I do this already? I can't remember if I did this. To the Grant a Dream folks. Love them. I emceed their event recently fabulous event they help parents with children who are chronically ill beautiful organization all right you guys have a beautiful weekend god bless you if channel mom radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement would you consider supporting us in order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.